Hi, welcome to Lighthouse Vineyard Church. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to know more about us, feel free to visit us online at lighthousevineyard.church. Enjoy the message. Good morning, everybody. My name is Matt. I'm a pastor here at the church. Hey, New Year, lots of stuff going on, right? Lots of announcements. I actually have an announcement as well. Coming up a week from tomorrow, I believe it is the 16th, Monday the 16th, we are doing a How to Read Your Bible workshop. A workshop is an hour and a half where you come and um, we just go through kind of some, some of the basics of what it means to read your Bible every day. It kind of goes along with our vision, which um, will be next week. We're doing our vision Sunday next week, and so it might make a little more sense why we're doing that on Monday following. Um, but yeah, on the 16th is How to Read Your Bible workshop. If you want... Um, more information, you can see me or you can sign up for that at the Welcome Center or on the church's website. All right. Has anyone ever seen the movie Groundhog Day? Yeah. Groundhog Day? Yeah, some of you. It's a little older movie now, um, but it stars Bill Murray. And the premise of the movie is Groundhog Day happens over and over and over again for Bill Murray. He's a a newscaster or weatherman, one of the, I can't, I can't remember now. Um, but he goes to Puxatawney, Pennsylvania, and basically relives Groundhog Day over and over. He can't, he can't shake it. He goes to bed, he wakes up the next day, and it starts all over again. It's Groundhog Day again. Things happen, he goes to bed, and it's Groundhog Day again the, the following day. And so no matter what happens to him, Groundhog Day happens again and again. He is basically stuck on Groundhog Day. He's stuck on Groundhog Day. And he relives it, and he's the only one that knows he relives it. And so he starts to, like, change some things. He sees some things that went wrong. Like, he saves some people. And he gets to the point where he actually starts to enjoy his day again because, he can, because he's changing things. And so he goes back, right? He learns from his past and he goes back and, oh, new day, I'm going to save somebody's life. I'm going to do this. And it's going to change the trajectory of somebody. So he's able to change the past, essentially. Well, here's the thing about Groundhog Day. It's a movie. And so it's not real. It's fake, right? We cannot go back into our past to change things. Is anybody aware of that? Anybody tried to go into the back and tried to change some things? We have to move on from, from our past. There might be some things in your past that you want to go back and you want to redo them, right? You think back, oh, I want to redo those things, right? You have that, what do they call it, the 2020 vision. It's like, oh, I would go back and I would redo those things. But there's also some things that were really good in your past that you may want to go back and, and relive, right? It's like, oh, I would love to relive that, that time or those, that week or that vacation. Again, you want to relive things. But the, the reality is we can't. We can't go back into our past. And if you're like me, sometimes it's hard not to keep going back to your past. It's hard to, to move past some things. If I had, what do they say, if I had a dime for every time that, that I thought, man, if I would go back and change that, 
I'd be really, right? I do that a lot. I wish I could go back and redo that. I wish I could do this. But we can't. And also, if you're like me, sometimes you get stuck on the past. You get stuck on some things. Anybody like that? So, yeah, I get stuck on, maybe, maybe I get stuck on certain situations. There's times in my life where I will have like a conversation and I just keep going back to that conversation. Even years later, I remember that, that conversation. Or maybe we get, we get stuck on somebody or something of the past. Maybe we get stuck on, on years past, right? 2022 just ended, but I'll bet it, there's some people in this room that are still, that are still in 2022. We get stuck in the year. Anybody still stuck on 2020? There's parts of me, to be perfectly honest with you, that I still get stuck on 2020. I go back and I still talk about the pandemic and all these things. And the thing is, God doesn't want that. God doesn't want us to be stuck in our past. He wants us to, to move forward. Here's a couple verses. 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone, the new is here. God wants us, he's saying, the old, it's gone. It's already happened. Don't, get, don't stay stuck on that. Let's move on. Revelation, the first part of um, chapter 21, verse 5, says, He who is seated on the throne, this is a, um, a prophecy of what's to come, and that person is Jesus, right? Who is seated on the throne, he says, I am making everything new. Everything is new. Jesus wants to make everything new. So God, right, he does not want us to be stuck in our past. And so today... We're going to look at a scripture um, from the Apostle Paul in the book of uh, Philippians. It's going to be in chapter 3. But Paul is, is a person in the Bible that, that had a, we'll call it a checkered past. He was persecuting Christians. He was Saul. Then he got changed to the name Paul. He started calling him, him Paul. And he changed. And he didn't, he didn't stay in his past. He was not stuck in his past. He moved forward. And so when we look at this scripture from Paul, I think there's a lot of things that we can learn. I say a lot of things. I'm going to give you three things. But I think there are there's some things that we can, we can learn from Paul, right, about not staying stuck in our past. And so to set this scripture up, we're going to be in chapter 3. The parts we're not going to read today, right before what we're going to read, is basically Paul is saying, hey, I've had all these things in my life. He's, he's essentially bragging about the things that he has. Right, he's saying, hey, I've seen all these things. But the reason he's bragging, and I put that in quotes, is because he's not really bragging. He's saying, I've had all these things, but they really mean nothing because of Christ. Christ is so much better than the things I've had. And so he's saying, all these things, they should mean nothing to us. And so he's saying, I want to strive. He's saying, I'm striving to make Jesus so much higher than my things. And so that's where he's at. Does that make sense? That's where he's at. And so we're going to pick up from there um, in verse 12. It's Philippians chapter 3, verse 12. So Paul, is, he's listed all these things. Verse 3, chapter 12. No, 
chapter 12, verse 3. <laughs> chapter 3, verse 12. There's not 12 chapters in Philippians. So there's only four. So, All right. Let me read. It'll be on the screen. And maybe I should just pay attention to the screen. Here we go. So this is Paul. He's saying, not that I have already attained all this. And that's going back. He's saying, I'm striving to make Jesus number one, but not that I have attained this. I'm still striving for it. So that's that reference. Not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. And so we are going to talk about that today. Again, there's three things I think from this, this scripture that we can talk about moving forward. And so that's the, the title of today's message is just simply moving forward. We're entering into a, a new year, right? And so I don't know if you've been to church for a while, but a lot of times they give you the new year. This is my new year sermon. It's moving forward. And so like I said, there's three things that we can take from that scripture. Um, but first, let me pray, and then we'll dig right in. Yeah, so God, we thank you. We thank you for making all things new. We thank you for for setting essentially a structure in our life, a calendar in our life where we move forward. And we thank you for examples like Paul that we're, we're able to learn from, God. And so this, this morning, I just, I pray for your presence here. I pray that you let these words um, just speak to us this morning, God. Let the words be your words and not mine. Yeah, we invite you in. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so first thing you can write on your handout if you want. Uh, we can move forward when we say peace out to our past. When we say peace out to our past. Sometimes I try really hard to make it alliterate. Like I like it. But that comes from um, verse 13, chapter 3, verse 13. It says, but one thing I do, it says, forgetting what is behind, and straining towards what is ahead. It's forgetting things of the past. All those things that we sometimes get stuck on, he's saying, forget those. Forget those and move forward. In Isaiah, the book of Isaiah, chapter 43, it says this. It says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. And the word that really stuck out to me was the word dwell. And so dwell, that, that's a verb, do not dwell. But a dwelling, right? A dwelling is a place that we stay or live. That's the definition from the dictionary. To live or stay as a permanent resident. As a permanent resident. And so when we look at this scripture and we talk about moving forward, moving forward means don't dwell on the past. Don't live in the past. Don't live in the past. You can have some memories from the past. You can learn from the past, but you can't stay there and dwell. You can't stay there and live with the things of the past. 
Here's an example uh, from my life. So um, I've told you this story about our house before, but we, we built a house, and we, we, my wife and I, we, we lived in this house, right? And I, and I have memories of that house. I have some good memories of that house. I have some, I say, not so good memories of that house. Again, we built it, and so there's things that I, I learned during that process in the house, but we sold it. It's not ours anymore. That's in the past. I can't live there anymore. I think the new owners of that house would think it's really weird if I live still living in that house that I sold them, right? We cannot dwell on our past. We cannot live on our past. Again, we can learn things from it. We can have memories of it, but we cannot live in our past. We have to move forward. In the house is an example, but there's also things like in my life. I talked earlier about like the memories I've had and, and these, these, these visions, if I could go back. Um, so I, I would consider my life, and I'm not trying to say this to brag, but I consider like I had a good past. I'll give you an example in my past. High school football to me was good. It was a good experience for me. But if I continued to live in my high school football days, I would be Uncle Rico. I would be Uncle Rico. And if you're not familiar with Uncle Rico, there's a movie, it's called Napoleon Dynamite, and Uncle Rico is, the, is Napoleon's uncle, and he is living out his old glory days. He has some, I think, this football, I tell you, I can throw it over that mountain or something like that. And he says something like that. And so Uncle Rico is a, a silly example of living in the past. But there are times where I think if we do that, we are Uncle Rico. It is silly to live in our past because it's our past. We can't dwell on our past. I said I think I had a good past. I've also made some mistakes in the past. And there's things that I did in my past that used to define me. But I will tell you this. The reason we can't live in our past is because we are not defined by our past. I'll give you another example in my life here. This happened when I was in college. You know, when you're an 18, 19, 20, 21 year old, you think you know everything in the world, right? Yeah. If you have kids that age, you really think that, right? So, but when I was in college, I went to Purdue. I wrote a letter to the editor of the, the paper. There was some article in the Purdue Exponent. It's the student paper there. And I wrote a letter to the editor that was essentially denouncing Christianity. Somebody was arguing about this or that, and I was like, well, was talking about um, you know, how we're, and I was like, how can we put our own beliefs on, on them? I was essentially being Paul. I was denouncing Christianity. Well, then I had an encounter with Jesus. And Jesus spoke to me. And he changed me. I am no longer that same person that I was in college. Right? I am a far cry from that. But I also chose, once I had that encounter with Jesus, I chose not to dwell. I chose not to live in my past. That past does not define me. If that letter to the editor defined me, I obviously wouldn't be standing here today. Our past does not define us if we choose not to dwell on it. If we choose not to dwell on our past, it will not define us.
And so that's the first point. We can move forward when we say peace out to our past. We have to move on from our past. The second point is this. We can move forward when we exert excellent effort. When we exert excellent effort. From our scripture, it says, um, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind, right? Don't dwell, forgetting what is behind. But now it says, and straining towards what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize. And so that right there, straining toward and pressing on. I looked those up in, in the Greek. And they're these goofy words they look up that I can't even pronounce. But it basically means, right, straining forward means to extend or to stretch forward. To stretch forward. We strain forward. I don't know about you, but in my old age, like stretching is hard. It's a lot harder now than it was back then. But that's what the scripture, it may not be easy. It's saying, no, give some effort. It takes effort for me to stretch. But God is saying, stretch forward. Give some effort. Press on means this. It says, to put to flight, or I like this word, to pursue, to go after it. So when God says, press on, Go to the goal. Pursue it. Pursue that goal. Move forward. Don't look past. Press on. Go forward. And so again, pressing on, it, it may not always be easy. It may not always be perfect. But God doesn't want our perfection. God just wants our effort. He just wants our effort. And so I was thinking about this. Okay, so, so what, does, what does effort look like? What does it really look like to move forward? What does the effort look like? And so I thought of a couple things. It's probably way broader than this. But it may be changing our language, changing like how we talk. That's what I mean. Um, you might know somebody Maybe this is you, I don't know. But you might know somebody that, that always like talks about the past. And sometimes they can be the woe is me person. And, and it just, you know, they always are talking. Are you thinking of somebody like that? Okay. That's somebody that's not pressing forward. And so if that's, if that's you, because I've been there, talking about my past too much. And people are probably like, man, I'm sick of hearing about this or that from this past. It's because I'm stuck. I need to move forward. But changing my language can help that. Can help me press onward. Another way to press on might be to get healing prayer. It might be to get healing prayer. One of the things at the at the church that we've really pressed into, Rose has really taken um, hold. Of, she said we want to be a church of healing. Well, especially in in the past year, we have really pressed into healing prayer, and we're expanding our healing prayer team so we can do more of that. And so, so I encourage you that like pressing on may be that. Healing prayer, if you've been through healing prayer, it's not necessarily fun. I've been through several sessions of healing prayer and they're not super duper enjoyable, are they, Rose? It's, the healing prayer is not, in the moment, it's not enjoyable. But it's pressing in to move forward. Sometimes we have to do that. And so I'd encourage you, what does it look like? It may be healing prayer. 
We say in the moment, it's not that fun, but at the end, it is. When there's the freedom after it, then it becomes, I don't use the word fun, maybe enjoyable or, or worth it. It was, it was way worth it. Here's a couple verses. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 says, Whatever your hands finds you to do, do it with all your might. Press on, going towards pursuing it. Do it with all your might. Second Chronicles 15 says, But as for you, be strong and do not give up. For your work, which is your effort, right? For your work will be rewarded. And so when we press on, it will be rewarded. Our work will be rewarded. Again, if I use healing prayer as an example, it's not fun in the moment, but it is worth it. How do I know that? The scripture tells me. God, God is a man of his word. It will be worth it. So we can move forward when we exert excellent effort. We have to put some effort in. Then the third point, we can move forward when we set good goals. Set good goals. I could not think of another word that meant set that started with a G, sorry. So. From our main scripture, Philippians 3.14 says, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Jesus, in Christ Jesus. So I press on toward the goal. If we want to move forward, if we want to move forward, when we have a target to move towards, it becomes way easier to move forward. It becomes way easier. It means setting goals. Here's a couple of Proverbs. Proverbs 21.5 says, The plans of the diligent lead to profit, as surely as haste leads to poverty. But it's that first part. The plans of the diligent lead to profit. Our plans, our goals, they lead to profit. They are good for us. Having a plan is good. Proverbs 16.19 says, In their hearts humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. So again, humans, we plan our course. We set the goals. Then it talks about, I'll talk about it a little bit, it talks about if we bring God in, he will plan those steps for us. And so this is going to be an open book to you this morning. I have some goals that I set for 2023. I have some physical goals, spiritual goals, relational goals, financial goals. And what those are, I've spent, I'm not going to get into like how we do goals. That's a whole other class or another sermon but, I, but I, I've made them a target. And in the past, I've had goals like this and I've left them pretty general. So I'll give you my, my, my physical goal, one of my physicals, I have multiple ones, but one of them is that I want to lose 52 pounds. And it sounds like a very specific number, but it's basically a pound a week. It sounds doable to me, it's something I can't, I've had, but here's the thing. I've had these goals in the past, but my goal in the past was I want to lose weight, which is a good goal, right? I mean, yeah, we want to lose, but like I didn't, it wasn't specific. I didn't have a target. And so what that meant, oh, if I lost one pound, like that was good. But I, I've made it a little more specific, 52 pounds. That's my goal. That's my target. I'm hoping we're at the beginning of this, but if we look in the past, when I, when I don't have that specific goal, when I, the goal is just to lose weight, it hasn't really worked for me. 
If you can tell, it hasn't really worked for me. I've had seasons where I go down, I come back up or whatever. But now with something specific, I have something to strive towards. It's planning good goals, setting good goals. And so I'd encourage you as you move into the new year, right? They, make, they say resolutions and all this. But set those goals. Set those goals. It will help you move forward. Here's another kind of side note, but go along with goals. When you set a goal, involve God in your goal. If you do, it will work out way better for you. Let me give you another example of this in my life. So looking back, memories, not dwelling on the past, looking back to 2022, um, I set a goal for myself not to drink any pop, any soda, and I made it. If you knew me before that, that was a hard goal for me. But here's how I did it. I didn't just say, because I've done it in the past for a season, like, oh, I'm going to give up pop, and, and I would do it for, you know, a month or whatever, and then I would slowly get back on the train, and I would be drinking four Mountain Dews a day or whatever. But last year, it was a goal. Don't get me wrong, it was a goal of mine, but I set it as a fast. And Clint talked about fasting, and we'll talk more about fasting next week. But when I did it for God, I did it. When I tried to do it for myself, or I tried to do it for my wife, or I tried to do it for my kid, like, I couldn't do that. But when I did it for God, I accomplished it. And so when you're looking forward to 2023 or even beyond, and you're setting goals, bring God in, because it's going to be way easier to accomplish your goal when you have God there than it is if not. Here's a scripture that proves this. Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. When you commit to God your goals, he will establish those plans. He will help you make that happen. You can write this down. God-involved goals are good goals. God-involved goals are good goals. And so I'd argue up here as a pastor to say, make God a part of, you, like, you, you can have God goals and then, oh, I also have some other goals. No, just make them all God goals. Bring him, God wants to help you. God wants to work in you. Just make all your goals God-centered goals. Bring him in. So that's our third point. Well, that's it for today's message. We hope we helped you know God more intimately. If you feel our ministry is helping you spiritually, feel free to find out more about us at lighthouseofinner.church. Thank you for being part of our family, and we will see you next time.